0: Out of Vink podcast with myself, Bieber and Oscar and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. And we've just spent 40 minutes trying to get our new microphones (laughs) to work so that we can bring you better recordings.
1: Yeah, it has taken us a couple of seasons, (laughs) but we... (laughs) We finally saved up enough money for microphones. We saved
0: up, bought microphones, and we've got two episodes left before the end of the series, so that's great. But in all seriousness, thank you so much to all our sponsors and all our listeners and everyone who has helped us buy this equipment because it is very exciting.
1: Yeah, it is very exciting. As long as it works. We've also got our original... Uh, recording devices which are our phones going as well because we have no faith in our ability to use technology and B has just said there that we have two episodes left before the end of season two because we've got this episode and then we've got our live episode and then I'm afraid that is it until the summer but we will be back
0: for season three and this time we're actually going to give you a date that we will be yeah. returning so that we don't just leave it and uh, yeah, panic and about when return. to return yeah
1: but we won't give you that date till the live. We'll talk a bit more about the live at the end of the podcast. But we just feel it's tricky to fit the podcast in amongst our day jobs mm. because we love doing the podcast, but it it <laughs> doesn't pay us very much. I worked out the other day. Oh no. That no no. Para <laughs> Yep. Para episode. We have made each 73p <laughs> as in that's what we, we're left after a cost hmm. just so therefore we have to do all the podding in the evenings and on the weekend and we are quite tired but we will be back yeah and i think
0: because we do it weekly now as well as soon as we fit yeah as soon as we finish recording an episode we're like right <laughs> we need to start thinking about the next episode it's a lot although as molly said we do love doing it so we will definitely be back we just need a bit of a break
1: yeah, and like by the end of next season, I'm so sure we'll be millionaires <laughs> and it really will start paying back. But, uh, you know, that's not quite happening now.
0: How has your week been?
1: Um, I promised I'd have, you know, something exciting to share. And um, for a moment I did because I had a dream that I won't go into detail about. But in the dream, I remember thinking, oh, well, at least... Something's happened that I can share on the podcast, and then I woke up in the morning and I went, "Oh yeah, no, it hasn't. It wasn't me." So no, but you've got big news. Uh, are you really going to rip the band-aid off straight away? <laughs> well, I can't ask how your week made me remember it, about all the doom and gloom of my life. As we said on the last podcast, B was going to come round. We and we're going to have a really nice day on Saturday, <laughs> and an hour before she—well, actually, probably a minute before you're about to leave yeah. for my house. Mm-hmm. What happened, be?
0: We got a phone call from the estate agent and uh, it just... It was just awful. Um, it just basically turned out that we didn't get the house, but not only did we not get the house, one of the beneficiaries decided she was going to buy it for herself, having had two years to think about whether she wanted this house. And, uh, and she didn't want it. And then as soon as someone else wanted it, she decided, yep, <laughs> I'm going to buy it, despite the fact I live in Australia. It was bad times. I was very, very upset. I then had to get in the car. <laughs> cried most of the journey to Molly's house. <laughs>
1: and I uh, got out of the car and Molly had to console me for the entire day. I did. I, it was fine, though. Like, I mean, there were only so many things me and Sam could say to kind of be like, it's OK, it's going to be OK, because it was hollow words. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. The thing is, and the estate agent said to us, he was like, I just didn't see this coming at all. Like this, I've never seen anything like this happen. It was just yeah. outrageous. And it, it was made worse by the fact that we were told pretty much 80% mm. that we'd got the house, I would say.
1: I'd say more than that. Yeah, You were told you had the house and it was off the market. And everyone else was told that their offers were Yeah, accepted. all the
0: other offers were told that they'd sold it. It had gone off right move. We'd sent the estate agent all of our documentation, solicitor information. Like, it was good to go, Oof. And then mm. she ripped the carpet from under our feet. And I it's hope that rough. that house crumbles down because it needs so much work <laughs> <laughs> doing to it and <laughs> that she regrets the day she stole it from me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that pretty much sums up your week, uh, yeah. We did still have a nice day. I mean, I did say during the day, I said it is a bit of a wake vibe. <laughs> like... <laughs> It was like something really bad had happened, but we were trying to console each other after.
0: It was awful, because we... Molly said, are you sure you don't want to postpone? Yeah. And I didn't really, because had we postponed, I would have just sat at home and cried. Um, Mm. Instead, I just
1: sat at your house and, (laughs) you know, it felt sad. You didn't cry, though. That was impressive. Yeah, thanks.
0: Molly did get to demonstrate pizza scissors Mm -hmm. to me, and we made... The world's best chocolate fondants Honestly Oh we did Molly said afterwards Rate them a 10 out of 10 Except the yeah. next day When they were
1: a 9 out of 10 Yeah Um Pizza scissors I was a bit let down by Sam I felt like he wasn't on my team Because <laughs> He, he got accidentally cutting it with the, with the pizza slot It wasn't accidental It was sabotage <laughs> There were three pizzas And the first one appeared on the table Pre Like <laughs> already cut And I was like How did you cut <laughs> that And he was like With the pizza cutter and I was like, what? This is like the opposite of what I'm trying to prove. And then the second pizza came out. I didn't get to the <laughs> oven in time. He'd already cut it with the pizza cutter. So then I had to go stand by the oven, get the pizza out myself. She was that determined to
0: demonstrate the pizza scissors to me. It was desperation.
1: I did a ceremonial
0: cutting of the pizza. I'm still worded out by it. Also, I hope for both of our sake that your kitchen scissors are sparkling clean because my kitchen scissors are used to cut open margot's horrible dog food oh
1: oh no no our kitchen scissors they come in two pieces and then we put them in the cutlery thing of the dishwasher quite regularly so they're as clean as a fork okay which is fine i will Um, believe you um, we just have to touch on it I can't believe I haven't had any DMs about it but on the pizza cutter and this will be the last time we mention the pizza cutter <laughs> on the pizza cutter subject mm. have you watched episode 7 of Killing Eve season oh, 4 That's what, see Molly voice noted me saying she needed to
0: talk about Killing Eve because it was very topical <laughs> and uh, no I haven't watched it yet I
1: will but uh, okay. you can tell the story anyway Yeah, but without any major spoilers, it's not. But someone is murdered with a pizza cutter. (laughs) I just thought, what are the chances? And also, that must have been a really sharp pizza cutter because it can't even get through pizza. Pizza
0: cutter, though, not pizza scissors, which just proves, case in point, pizza cutter's sharper. And let's move on. It's not. It's wrong. Right. It's so unrealistic. We're going to have to agree to disagree.
1: (laughs) this week's anxiety scale is
0: condiments Hmm. and we did have a discussion as to what made up a condiment we were we were worried about whether to include the jams (laughs) to include the sauces we've decided we've decided sauces yes jams no
1: okay do you want to go first fine
0: number 10 i know for a fact that you like this because you ate it for dinner it's Pesto. Oh, is that a condiment? Oh, yeah. Of course it is. And cool. it's number one, it's delicious. It was very close tie for me between pesto and soy sauce, which I realise are very mm. different foods, but I love yeah. them equally.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Number one, awful, awful condiment. Mm. I've put Tabasco.
1: Yeah, I've never had it, but it's quite spicy, isn't it?
0: I've never had it, but I have a bad incident that happened with it that I cannot tell on the podcast, but I
1: will tell you later if you like. <laughs> that sounds horrendous <laughs> you've made it so much worse by saying you can't say it because everyone's imagining things i just can't we need say to get it. through this podcast so i can hear this story yeah it just involves other people and it's I, I can't talk about
0: it but then today i rated myself as mustard okay
1: what type of mustard oh all types um i think you're a five today wow <laughs> Um, I am not a five. I am okay. a three.
0: I realised that mm. basically all of series two, I've been no yep. higher than the humble three. At one point, no, I was a one. Um, so I'm really sorry
1: that I haven't made it higher than the three, but it's just how it is. Go on then, talk us through yours. Oh. So, when I thought about condiments, <laughs> I thought, what one would I most like to brush my teeth with? Oh my, why? <laughs> Because I really like mayo, but I thought I can't eat
0: a spoon for of mayo. Sorry, did you get that from Saturday Night Takeaway? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I made B watch Ant and Tech Saturday Night Takeaway on Saturday and she was like, what is this? Basically, I'll it?
0: never see the world in the same way again. <laughs> it, was, it was shocking and I, and I didn't know what I was
1: looking at most of the time. Oh. Anyway, it's the best show on TV. <laughs> right. Um, so, and I thought, which of these could I eat a spoonful of and enjoy? Mm-hmm. Whole grain mustard. You've put that as number 10? 10. 10. That's like the ones with the the whole grains, the little balls of mustard, not the yellow mustard. Oh my God, that's like the opposite of my anxiety scale. I have been known to eat that by the spoonful.
0: But it's horrible.
1: It's lovely. And also, I like other mustards, like on... um, oh, I love mustard on burgers... Or hot dogs. I just think mustard's wonderful and, and could be eaten by the spoonful, so that's why I put it there. Disagree. Strongly disagree. For number one, I haven't had it, but I had to put it as number one when I saw it. Uh, fish sauce. It's like it's an a- an Asian condiment. I googled what it was and it said a liquid condiment made from fish or krill that have been coated in salt and fermented for up to two years. And I thought. No. I think that sounds quite nice. On a bit of rice with some bushy flakes. But it, f- it feels like it's f- been fermented to a liquid. Like, you know when you've got like an off pepper in the fridge and it's liquefied. But is that <laughs> but fish. I, I'm not okay I'd with that. still put that higher than mustard, I think. No. And today I am tartar sauce. Or is it tartar sauce? Not sure. <laughs> I would have said tartar.
0: I would say that was a four. Yes. Correct. Oh, so good at guessing your anxiety scale. Yeah,
1: it's not as versatile as mayo, but still pretty nice with your fish and chips.
0: Yeah, and quite good in a fish finger sandwich, which we all know Don't you talk hate to me about <laughs> fish
1: finger sandwiches.
0: <laughs> okay, so this week we are discussing studio spaces. Okay, question number one. Which is better, a studio in your house versus a studio away from the house? Before we begin, actually, I think I should just let the audience know that Molly has not one. Not two, but three studio spaces, everyone. (laughs) Three. Two in her house, one away from the house. So if anyone's an expert in this podcast, it is Molly.
1: Which is good because I haven't done any research today. (laughs) So I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. So can you just tell us, first of all, Mm. why you have three studio spaces and what they all do? At the very top of my house, there's an attic space and it's got a Velux window, which is lovely light for where I can engrave. So it's like my clean space. My packing space when I have orders. So it's where I do all my computer stuff. Then downstairs in the garden, I have an outdoor studio which is half shed, like you know, like the strimmer, <laughs> Sam's tools, and it's half framing machine. So it's got um, a framing table where I do all the framing, a so which cuts the wood, an underpinner which joins the wood, a broken underpinner because <laughs> that, that happens. Oh. And then I've got a plan chest where I don't keep paper because that shed is too cold and a, a press that I don't really use because it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. And then your third studio? Third studio is... It's like a 15-minute drive. It's a lovely art complex there's a gallery and a cafe and some other artists and it's just like a square room where I have my main press and a desk mm. it's excessive I know it. <laughs> but it's just how I I'm just
0: jealous moment. because I do absolutely everything from this one
1: tiny spare bedroom I mean it's not... and it is, it is quite small hmm
0: if it was a spare bedroom, it would be quite mm. a nice double room.
1: Yes, I agree. I've slept in it.
0: Yeah, on an airbed on the floor. But because I yeah. have things like plan chest enormous, mm. two desks, computer desk, yeah. packing desk, um, and then boxes and boxes of stock, like there's not a lot of floor space. And one no. of the reasons we need to move is that it's got a bit ridiculous now.
1: Yeah, I agree. When I look at you on Zoom, I'm like, oh, that looks like quite a big room. I walk in there and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, couldn't, couldn't do this. <laughs> But no,
0: no, I shouldn't mean complain because some people don't have any studio spaces. That is true. So I'm very lucky to have a spare room, but it's not ideal. So yeah, so which would you say is better then out of your three studios? The one in your house or the one away from your house?
1: Uh, just putting or, it back to
0: the question a bit
1: here uh, I don't know if I can choose it depends what day it's like the good thing about having it away from the house is that it gives you a bit of separation from work and there's other people there but the good thing about it being at home is that it's really near the fridge <laughs> I love being able to get a snack and it's like you know you can wait in for parcels I don't really like my outdoor studio cuz it's really really cold and I just don't like working in
0: there. I personally really like
1: working from home because mm. it's really
0: nice not to have to go anywhere or I don't or physically drive anywhere. Um and snacks are a massive bonus and yeah. and I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing or whether my hair's greasy because no one's going to see I, and it's like a comfort zone as well isn't it Yeah, because I you know I know my house and I know that I'm going to have everything right I suppose because you have got so many different spaces you might. I know this has happened to you before
1: you've gone to your studio and then you've
0: gone oh no I've forgotten this I've forgotten that so when it's all in one place I guess that's a a bonus
1: I've got all my collaging stuff at the studio away from my house Mm. and often like I'm like I'd quite like to collage right now but I'm going to have to drive (laughs) there and it's the evening and I can't so Mm. I would say having your work all in one place is ideal rather than like it does sound good that I've got three studios but if I could amalgamate them all into one that would obviously be ideal yeah The reason I love my studio space away from the house is because there's other artists there. So there's actually only two full-time artists there, so there's only three of us. So it's not so many that it's really distracting. You know, but they're still there to have a chat and to share advice and things like that.
0: Also, it's a, it's a free studio space, isn't it? Which I think is important yeah. because one of the things that's always stopped me from getting a studio away from the home is I just don't want the expense of having to rent yeah. a space when obviously I already pay the mortgage for this room. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's no way I'd have a studio away from the house if it wasn't free, to be honest, for the same reason. I, mm. like Having that overhead is a lot of pressure on your business.
0: Yeah, How come it's free? Is it like a government funded?
1: It's the Arts Council, so yeah. each artist gets 18 months in their studio and then you move on and another artist comes in. So it's not permanent and mine ends at the end of the year.
0: I know.
1: But it's it's really good and there's like a big communal space. And there are opportunities like that around. Mm. But m- most people, if you want to see outside of your house, you're going to you have to pay. And pay that's, that's a lot of pressure on your business. But if you don't have a spare room, and I have worked in the dining room before, having to clear your work away or like when you're finished or having people walk in and go, how's it going when you're at a really tense bit mm. and you're like, don't ask me. <laughs> Dinner. I've, i found it really stressful working in the dining room yeah
0: right don't say much more because we were eating through all the questions <laughs> okay what is your definition of the perfect studio space i would say somewhere that's sort of got a nice creative feel to it yet it's cozy um and like a nice familiar environment I really mm. like places that are really light and bright. I feel like yeah. that helps me be really productive. Mm. Um, and, you know, not too hot, not too cold. Plenty of storage. Storage is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, so if I could have a humongous uh, studio in the garden <laughs> that's all glass walls with loads and loads of built-in cupboards and underfloor heating, lovely. Lovely. That does sound nice. And also, lo- and also a nice view of the countryside to help with inspiration.
1: Um, mine would be i think about it a lot uh it'd be built with because my my wooden studio is not that well. we insulated it, we built it all from scratch, like we poured we dug it out, we poured the concrete it that love went into it, but mm. in practice it's cold <laughs> um so like I'd like a converted barn. <laughs> the bottom floor is like my frame and equipment and my printing so it's like the messy area hard floor Mm. the mezzanine at the top all carpeted and soft and lovely and cozy with some (laughs) velux windows going onto the desk Mm. lovely lovely clean area for engraving and doing computer work and a packing area and storage so
0: she doesn't want much just a barn (laughs) spare barn (laughs) anyone got a spare barn molly can
1: (laughs) I also, it has to be a two-story. I've got this thing about mezzanines.
0: I knew that, and we've talked about it because we have talked Mm. about living in a commune with a big barn that we
1: turn into (laughs) our studio. We, me and B, would quite like to live together in a commune. Is it really a commune? I don't think that's no. We'd like to live together, but then Adam and Sam are probably a bit like. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, no, that sounds
0: lovely. It does. So when the podcast has made us, our first million, um, we'll be buying the (laughs) Dream Studios. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Okay. What is an unexpected must-have in your studio slash handy stuff that gets forgotten? You looking around your studio for inspiration?
1: Yeah, you you go, I'll think. Um... I would say my
0: most vital piece of equipment is probably my label printer. Sounds a bit boring, but everything everything would be a lot Mm. harder without it. And I never thought it was something I needed and then I got it and it changed my life. So if you are selling things and you're posting out orders, it's a big time saver and I would recommend it.
1: Yeah, I remember before I really sold anything, I was like, one day I'll get a label printer.
0: That takes ages, writing them out. And also, if you make a spelling mistake, what do you do then? You have to stick a label over I it. I know, it's very really annoying.
1: Um, it's a must-have if you've got the space. Okay. That... Yeah, that counts. Mm. That counts. No, it counts. Molly Three Studios over here <laughs> says, you need... Um, So when I used to get orders, I would pack them, sat on the floor, and I got really bad back. Mm. Bad times. But I was like... <laughs> I didn't really have enough orders to maybe warrant getting a packing area. But then I did, and then the packing area has changed my life because I've got the paper set out that I wrap everything in, like the cardboard wraps beneath the desk. I've got like the label maker and the weigh-in scales and all the thank you notes on shelves above it. And it just makes packing orders, like, a lot more efficient and you're less likely to make mistakes. No, I don't think
0: that's extravagant. I think that's definitely a good one.
1: A good tip is we made it and it's just plywood. I think it's, like, two... I don't know how thick the <laughs> ply is. It's ply. <laughs> um, And then we got... I think that table legs for breakfast bars and they're like 15 pounds each just metal ones mm. and that's just what we did so it didn't cost very much at all; it was really cheap yeah that's good and then i guess you just get like ready made storage for all the slips and um no they just sat on the floor i pile them on top of each other cool <laughs> all that <laughs> <laughs> and the shelves are ones i found in the shed at the old house
0: good so yeah Tips and tricks for dealing with a small studio space or even if you don't have room for a studio space at all. Yes, I think you touched on this when you said about the dining Mm. room table. And my first ever studio was just a desk in the corner of our living room. Yeah. So I don't think you necessarily need to have a studio to create, but, you know, you you can create anywhere. You can make a space, but then, as you also Mm. said... It is annoying having to pack it all away at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and it's disruptive not having a space that's yours and people are walking in and out. Mm. I get a bit tense when I make, and if anyone interrupts me, you know, we fall out.
0: Well, that's that's a downside then to having a shared studio space because, like, you, you encounter other people. Whereas when I close that door... The only Mm. person I might encounter is Adam, but he's usually just asking if I want a cup of tea, and that's allowed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but then, like, the other people at the studio, they don't really bother me, and if they do, I'm, like, happy to chat. Like, Mm. I'm not like, oh, why are you knocking on the door? (laughs) I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? Because it's not like it's someone I know well, so I'm not going to be grumpy, I'm going to be pleased to Mm. chat. I don't like being watched while I'm drawing. It really puts me off.
0: Like, when I've tried to film myself drawing for real, and I know that's mm. not someone watching me, it's just my phone, but I find it really off-putting. So I feel like, for me, if I was sat in a shared studio space, for example, with mm. lots of other creatives, and I was drawing, I might, I might not draw my best stuff, because I'd yeah. be worrying that they're watching me. And they wouldn't be. That's probably in my head. But for me... I like to be left alone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And we didn't really talk about that because my studio away from the house is its own room. It's just my room. And I honestly could not, could not be in a room with someone else while working. No. I'm not that tolerant. I know there's a lot of shared studio spaces, aren't there? Yeah. Because they're way more affordable and that's people's only option sometimes. If they're in like a one-bed place or they don't have a spare room, Mm. they're going to have to rent a studio and to get it affordable it's going to be a desk and then some people really like thrive on that but I'd be like can you turn your music down even if I like their music I'd be like because I haven't chosen to listen to yeah. that music there isn't a question
0: about this but how do you feel about working in a public space like for example going to a cafe to do some admin or i've i've gone to a cafe and done some drawing once when we mm. were evicted from our house when um people <laughs> were looking around it so we had to work in a cafe and i didn't mind that but i chose the quietest cafe in bath i could mm-hmm. find and i sat right at the corner of the room and i just put my headphones in and tried to pretend i was by myself
1: I can imagine that's nice, but it was a novelty. If you were going regularly to work in a cafe, that would be as expensive as renting a studio space. <laughs> imagine how many cups of tea you'd have to buy. Mm. I see people on Instagram
0: do it a lot, just to just for a change of scenery. I think.
1: Yeah, I think it would be nice every so often, but not as a, like a solving a studio crisis. Mm. Yeah. Um. So the question is asking about like how you cope with limited space. It's, re- it's really, really tricky because personally, I need like a press and you know, or like a messy space and a clean. I don't know how I'd condense myself back down, but I think that's the thing you start off like that, and hopefully, you grow to be able to afford to rent somewhere. This isn't really answering that question, but if you were thinking, say, oh, I need to buy a press or I need to buy a kiln, and they were too expensive like a good option could be renting a space within an art complex where they have facilities like that so some artist studios have presses they have kilns that you can use like big objects that you can't fit in a house very easily and that are really expensive studio spaces can be a good way to go in that respect if you have the money
0: yeah equipment wise for me if I wasn't selling anything or needing room for stock i could work mm. in a tiny space because it's just me and my ipad so i could work anywhere but it's when i started yeah. ordering in stock and i bought my own printer to print on my own prints and you know and then that was when i needed the space so you're right you just you just um kind of grow with your space And then, like, that, I think you do the same things with houses. You just fill the space you have and then you go, "Mm, (laughs) hmm, maybe I need a bigger house now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't fit in here anymore. I think if you're, you don't have space, say you have little or no space to work and you just, you know. I think maybe look at grants or free studio spaces or, you know, um, the Arts Council and Mm. uh, websites like that to try and help. Because there will be organisations and charities that will want to help people like that because everyone should be able to create. And if you're not able to create because of your yeah. circumstances, hopefully someone will be able to help.
0: And I think you also just have to remember that you don't
1: have to have
0: a studio, a big studio space, in order to to create and have a creative business. Yeah. You just don't. Like, it's going to help, but you don't let it hold you back.
1: Yeah, you're just as much of an artist if you don't have your own studio. So, we are going to be doing a live podcast recording. Bee's shaking her head, but we've said it now and we're going to have to. Do it. I felt quite confident about it a few weeks ago. The closer it gets, the more nervous I am. I've only done
0: a live once and it was crashing an end of your life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was doing a random live and then I was like, oh be just join. And then <laughs> you joined and you were like, hi, and it, we just chatted, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it was
0: okay. But the thing is, this is going to be a full, we're going to do a full podcast episode live. So it'll be like this, yeah. except that Molly doesn't get to edit out all the stupid things we say. <laughs> so you'll get the raw material.
1: To give you a bit of an insight, and the reason that it's just exhausting doing the podcast is because like, so last week's episode was a 54 minute record. That was, like, the sound I had was 54 minutes long. I edited it down to 29 minutes. So you can see how much rubbish we talk and, like, how much doesn't make sense. And how, like, I just don't know how we're going to do mm. it. But we're going to have to do it. <laughs> and it is going to be on... Wait, I'm looking at August here. This is not... <laughs> no, it's not in <laughs> August, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> Yeah, let's put it off till August. <laughs> um, It's going to be on the 26th of April at 10 a.m., GMT. Put the date in your diaries. Make sure. It's... No. No. It's carrying on. It's it's British summertime, isn't it? GMT was before the clocks went back. Okay. It's it's 10 a.m. in the UK. It will be live on Instagram. and Then we'll hopefully save it. Although at the end of a live, it says, "Do you want to post this on your grid?" And if you click no, you've lost it forever. So hopefully we'll get that right. Um. And hopefully we'll be able to record the audio and have it. As a podcast, as well, on your favourite podcast app. Mm-hmm.
0: So make sure you put the date in your diaries and you head to Instagram to watch us embarrass ourselves.
1: Yeah. Thank you for listening to the last official episode of season two of Out of Ink because the next one's a bonus episode to say thank you for getting us to, I think, 22,000 downloads now because we've waited, we've been organising the live for so long. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review
0: and subscribe. And if you've been listening to us badger on about reviewing us all
1: season, (laughs) now is your time. Unless it's not a five star review and then we don't want it as we've said previously. Oh, absolutely not. We're far too fragile. (laughs) Yeah, way, way too fragile. If you rate us anything less than five star, anyone, any one of you, we won't come back. We'll be gone. That is, that is a biggest, that is a threat. (laughs) We will come back, though, because we want our millions.
0: Yeah. Molly needs her farm. And that's not going to come cheap. (laughs)